Hello, we are three friends who like playing tabletop games and thought it would be fun to create characters based on movie and TV characters for role-playing games. I'm Matt, and I'm joined by... Karina. And Ian. And this is Hollywood Rolls. We make sacred pact. I promise teach karate to you, you promise learn. Say you do, no questions. Yes, wax the cars, sand the floor, paint the fence, both sides. Paint the house, and don't forget to breathe, because today we're building Daniel LaRusso from the original Karate Kid. Well, everyone had seen this movie, I'm oh, pretty sure. absolutely. Yes. I, yeah, this is one I, I saw quite a few times. I, I only have one movie-related confession here, which is I have definitely seen the original. I, I have probably seen the sequel, but I had very little recollection of Karate Kid 2. I apparently watched Karate Kid at least more than once, and I'm I'm pretty sure that was the one I ended up seeing in the theater because 1989, about the right timing for me to be grown up enough to be seeing a movie in the theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I watched that one a little bit more than than I probably ought to have based on how good it was. Uh, oh, no. But I had like I had a lot of strong recollections of like climbing down to get the bonsai tree, and I was like That's in three. It is in three. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like sorry, I'm watching gotcha. one and two and I'm like, three. I'm waiting for that moment. I'm like, this is the thing I most strongly uh, remember. And it's like, oh, it's in three. OK, I did have a strong memory of that. Karina did not. She was like, I, I don't remember seeing this movie very oh. well. I, yeah, I definitely remembered seeing it. There's you know, parts of it. I was like, sure, this seems kind of familiar, but I definitely watched one and two. Over and over <laughs> yeah. and kinda maybe saw three once and went, this makes no sense. I'm going back to one and two. <laughs> yeah, I, I did have that same feeling while we were watching through like, yeah, I know everything that's about to happen. I, I remember the tree falling. <laughs> I remember it getting bro- I, I didn't remember that it didn't get broken in the fall i i I remembered the tree getting broken though but of course Mm. that's when he gets back up uh yeah i must have seen it like on a plane or something in the last (laughs) 15 years or so i i have no such excuse i i liked it as a kid i had six-year-old taste that's fine because even then like when we're watching cobra kai and i'm like who's this guy like silver and i'm like oh i guess he was in the show it's already in the movies at some point i couldn't remember him very well you know it's funny um you bring him up in cobra kai when he came back into that show i thought like this guy is so over the top like, he's really <laughs> overplaying was, oh no this was absolutely this how he played the character the, the original character. <laughs> just really that evil except now it's over hair yes he looks even more like a silver I, person though I, I i didn't look this up to know whether or not he is especially actually good at karate or something but he really does feel just like couldn't get steven seagal i guess <laughs> thin white guy with ponytail next best thing yep <laughs> Well, in the third movie, uh, he's actually it's just like free flowing. And then he mm. then he puts it up into a ponytail <laughs> and he gets back to business. Indeed, indeed. Well, d- he, d- he back to, to business be... disposing of nuclear waste in the ocean or something. Yes, that, oh, was, yeah. that, that was his company. Yes. Yes. talks. <laughs> in case you're not sure how evil he truly, truly is. Yeah, yeah, no, not subtle. Uh, uh, really on par with Hexus from Ferngully. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How many X's in that name? Three. He's very bad. Real, real tented fingertips and runny. Very much rummaging so. hands together. Yes, yes. <laughs> Oddly enough, though, too, the actor Thomas Ian Griffith, who played Terry Silver, is a year younger than Ralph Macchio. <laughs> that... So this this like child that went to Vietnam and owns a toxic waste really could have competed in the All Valley Tournament himself. <laughs> really great question, because we have no idea how old Daniel LaRusso is supposed to be in this movie. I guess it, under it 18, shifts. technically. Well, yeah, but it doesn't but work. It shifts. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it has to. They, they, well, they really end up messing up the timeline entirely when they go back to three. Yeah. Because it kind of makes sense in one, if he's turning turning 18 the day before the tournament, they probably let him compete. 
Mm-hmm. Well, so here's here's the thing I have about three. I feel like there's a strong implication in in the beginning of three. So apparently, starting with two, we begin this tradition of showing the end of one at the beginning of the movie every time. <laughs> Just in case you have, you're coming into two and three without watching one for some reason. And we can't count on everyone having seen the movie. I um, <laughs> I guess it was the 80s. You really can't. But and we did um, get to see different angles from it. We did, but yeah. but I feel like coming right off of that. When we see them coming off the plane, there is maybe an implication that that's happening right at the end of two. But I, I, I feel like it is plausible in my own head, given that it seems like some relationships have advanced and changed since then. Like maybe they went back to Okinawa another time and there's a little bit more time between two and three than is implied by that cut. But I think that's uh, maybe taking three more seriously than the scriptwriters did. Yeah, well, either way, you should probably should be able to compete in three if he's 18. Oh, yeah, but sure, then, sure. Like, I was trying to count the candles on the cake, and I, I get anywhere from like 15 to 16. But that And that kind of makes sense if he got his yeah. license and now he can drive. But what, 16-year-old is a senior? That makes no sense. I, I don't know. Well, but he, he was driving in the first movie. That's what I'm saying. And his, his birthday so, in the first movie, he gets his driver's license that, yeah. that day. So you would think, oh, he's 16, but he's a senior because the next he goes, he's going to go to college mm-hmm. in what, two or three? In two, yeah. Yeah. So that so, makes no sense. And none of it makes any sense. Yeah. His Maybe. age is morphing. <laughs> Canonically, um, his birthday is ni- in 1966. Like, so he, that would have been his 18th birthday. I don't know if Cobra Kai did that, but that's mm. like in the Wikipedia. That's what his birthday is, is the December 18th, the day before the tournament. And he turned 18 that day. But I feel like that makes very little sense with the other two movies. It's okay. We, we don't need to, we to analyze this it. further. Yeah, this no, is good enough. it's fine. <laughs> okay, so speaking of the birthday, though, mm. apparently the uh, Ford Super Deluxe was actually gifted to uh, Ralph Rob Macchio. Macchio. Yep. Yeah, and he still owns it. And he still did, owns it. He did uh, um, lend it back uh, because they use it again in Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Oh, uh, but he does still own it. He still owns a lot of those those different memorabilia. I think he still has one of the bandanas mm-hmm. and the original trophy that Johnny hands him at the end of the first movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really cute. So, Karina, I believe you have a fun story about Pat Morita. Oh, well, um, only tangentially. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what my father was doing that was making Pat Morita call him. It must have been some sort of patent work. I couldn't tell you exactly what it was, and I couldn't find any uh, record of it. But for the longest time, Pat Morita had a, left a voicemail at my dad's law firm and my dad, I think until probably he passed away, just kept that voicemail from Pat Mariana. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, of course. He was like, play it for us. Like, we should figure out a way of getting that off the machine, Dad. <laughs> I think it got lost to time. But unfortunately, I don't have the recording any longer. <laughs> Patented Jason, uh, but he did actually design the Bonsai logo himself. Ah, That's yeah. true. That's very cool. And, it, and such a good logo for for I know for this movie and in general, like it has no right being that good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're clearly on the Pat Morita subject. Uh, the studio apparently wanted to drop the drunk Miyagi scene. Yeah, yeah, because uh, apparently it slowed the pace down. I, that doesn't seem like the. I, I my my feeling is there's there, there's some underage drinking going on in that scene, which is a little yeah, little mm-hmm. sketch. Also a little heavy to bring in Japanese internment when but, that hadn't really been addressed in pop culture for <laughs> for kids karate movie. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're verging into the thing that I wanted to bring up in the the bummer section, which is mm. I feel like as a kid, I, I that just totally went over my head. Flew over and, my head. It's just such. Course, a, yeah. It was such a teachable moment for parents, though, to be like, mm-hmm. oh, we were pretty shitty to yeah. people during World War II. It turns out this was bad. He got nominated for an Oscar for that scene, though. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> was. Yeah, the contributing factor for sure. For sure. We'll we'll learn too. I feel like. And and really strongly adds like depth to his character. I feel like that yeah. that scene specifically really 
elevates a lot of the movie in a, in a broad way. It does. It also explains him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel in a way that like, why is this guy who's like clearly why talented? Why is he just janitor? Munching onto this tiny man. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. There's some depression he, going on and, yeah. and just, yeah. And Daniel needs a father figure and he, mm-hmm. he lost a son. So it makes total sense that he would be rekindling this because that's in his family. You passed on your karate through your family and he had no mm-hmm. one to pass it down to. So now he kind of does. Like, yeah. Aw. Well, while we've accidentally wandered into the bummer section, <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Miyagi sort of became a bit of a character along the lines of a poo from The Simpsons mm. for people to insult Asian Americans with largely. Although I think unlike a poo, the source material for Mr. Miyagi is actually much better. Like he has a reasonable mm-hmm. explanation. He is a war hero. He's um, not white. He's not white. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot. There's a lot that's better there. Uh, both in the script writing and in the uh, the performer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we, we do still have one line from Mr. Miyagi that aged especially poorly. The some kind of girl or something when uh, uh, Daniel is punching him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, otherwise did pretty well. Um, I, I mean, a lot of the tropes that that pop up in the movie are meant to be of the time. But I think actually in Cobra Kai, they do such an excellent job of making that like just owning it yeah uh, with johnny's character because he's just kind of stuck back then yeah and he's truly. still making still. the same jokes and the the making the same comments that are misogynist or uh, racist who... or, or all sorts of things homophobic like, yeah but it's so like over the top that they just make it kind of funny that he is completely out of touch with everyone else in the show i feel yeah. like they've made him the 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 hometown prom king character like yes. the guy who, 100%. Who, he peaked in high school peaked in high school <laughs> and then like clearly just <laughs> fell off the wagon yes. in the worst possible way into course banquets <laughs> into course, course banquets. banquets oh my goodness <laughs> so many course banquets <laughs> <laughs> now i really enjoyed cobra kai we've we've been uh, watching it since it, uh, the second season i think is when we picked it up yeah whenever it went to netflix that would have been the third. I think I, I think it, it started right before then. I, I can't remember. I don't really. think I ever watched it when it was just YouTube exclusive. I, I watched it a little when it was YouTube exclusive, but I think <laughs> I watched the first episode and went, this is a neat idea. And then totally forgot to watch it again because that was not what I went to that platform for. Exactly. Yeah. I think for some reason it going to Netflix gave it gravitas like, oh, this is a true show now. Now we will ding you with our viewership. Unfortunate. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I mentioned the other night uh, that I wanted to watch a clip and it turns out that was actually the inspiration for the show is How I Met Your Mother. Uh, the oh, creators sure. for Cobra Kai watched that and like, that's an interesting concept and and made the whole show. What out if of Daniel it. Like, was a bad the guy wrong the whole time? Kid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had been uh, pitched many times like reboots of of the movie and neither of them really wanted to go for it until this this concept came up. Like, what if we just pulled it from the other side and completely flipped it? Yeah, well, I remember like, seeing that um, reading to the um, William Zabka at the time because he wanted Johnny to be a, a kind of a more sympathetic character in the first movie though it obviously wasn't in the script but in his own head canon like he never had a father so that he saw Chris <laughs> as his father figure he didn't know any better he just <laughs> fell in with a bad teacher <laughs> I, I mean i feel like there's a lot more justification for thinking of him as a sympathetic character in his performance in the first movie than i recognized as a kid because he's yeah. clearly the bad guy but when when i'm watching it as an adult like He's got problems with Sweep the Leg. Like, he's really uncertain about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and everybody, gets pushed. Every, all the, all the all Cobra Kai guys kind of start like, oh, are you sure maybe we shouldn't be doing this? Well, not all of the other Cobra well, Kai's. We've got <laughs> Tommy. Get him a body bag. Get him a body bag. Tommy, uh, who I have. Uh, Tommy gets the best lines. <laughs> who I have captioned as Shout Guy. <laughs> 
And we, I mean, there's also Dutch. I feel like Dutch is not oh, a, is so funny. particularly sympathetic. Mean Billy Joe Armstrong seems like a, a with frosted tips. Um, before we move on from Tommy, so though, yeah. so the interest, I have to keep bringing up Cobra Kai because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. reasons. Um, <laughs> they brought back basically everyone except for Dutch. Um, he's the only one who declined from the original like, Cobra Kai like, core group that didn't come back on the show. Dutch but, was also Steve McQueen's son, and they... They dyed his hair blonde because they're supposed to be like all the blonde people, and they mercilessly made fun of him during shoots. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But, <laughs> but Tommy um, in the show, uh, they bring him, they they bring the group back together because Tommy was dying of cancer, and he actually in in real life died yeah, of yeah, kidney after. failure a few months after the appearance. But the most interesting part about the way they brought him back, his last scene is being sewn up in a body bag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> While we're mentioning him, he is one of the many people who appears in the uh, No More Kings Sweep the Leg music video. I, I, I watched at least a little bit of this, but they, they managed to, well before Cobra Kai, bring back a whole bunch of the cast. You should go watch this, for this. Music video. I have not seen this music video. I don't know how oh, it did pop up on my research. It's pretty good. You should you should definitely watch it. It, it is a little long. You can you can skip to the music video part, but there is plenty of uh, fun backstory. Is here. it like the Goonies? It, it, yeah, I was going to say, is, it, is there multiple parts? Is it Cindy Lauper Goonies? <laughs> where you get to like go on a big pirate ship and go yeah. through the whole movie together? I, not quite that big, but still pretty substantial, yeah. Okay, okay. It's, it's nine minutes of music videos. How many so. people are doing the crane maneuver? <laughs> well, while we're talking about reunions, let's talk about how different Cobra Kai reunion could have been if Charlie Sheen had been Daniel LaRusso oh, instead. I mean, we had a lot of other apparently potential options. John uh, Penn, I think, was one of them. Robert Downey Jr., Tom yeah. Cruise, Nick Cage. I don't know how all of these actors were like, I'm pres- I presume this was like spitballing behind the scenes and not the casting director calling yeah. people or anything. But it's a it, it, that's a wild list for uh, for, for <laughs> Daniel so Russo. Uh, apparently, uh, Charlie Sheen turned it down uh, so that he could star in Grizzly 2 Revenge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the famous movie we all remember. Yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> good definitely a good career choice. Solid choice. <laughs> so my favorite fun fact that just was sort of random was the skeleton fight scene. Uh, mm-hmm. So Fumio Demura, who influenced a lot of the karate that they decided to focus on in the, in the movie, they were getting frustrated because the actors were complaining that he was hitting them too hard <laughs> and it was taking them a lot of takes. And he was yeah. like, just let me put my own students in this scene. We'll do it in one take. And then they did. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, they're they're good costumes. I I, I yeah, have they're all full face covered. Yeah. So there was no yeah. reason. There's no reason why you couldn't just swap them out. Interesting. I didn't know that. That makes me kind of sad. <laughs> also, I liked all the Halloween costumes. It was like they didn't actually go to the store and buy like a skeleton. They, like, they, they all had like they all the same costume, but they were all wetsuits. But mm-hmm. then they had like sewn on bones, yeah. <laughs> too. Really cute. That in the shower, of course, really cutely. <laughs> the shower was such a great costume. <laughs> it was great. Someone did a continuity thing, and you do actually see the, oh, all the, the stuff the, in the background. All the stuff in the yeah, background. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi <laughs> uniform. I thought that was like totally the point. Well, no, but it's like it's very clear in that in, shot. In earlier like, scenes, that's there. He's standing uh-huh. right in front of what is very clearly the materials that all become that yeah. costume. Oh, I mean, I, I guess I just thought that that was yeah obvious. It's like so, if you did have a costume, you would go cut to like what's in the background. Hmm. <laughs> well, shall we uh, try and build the character? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. For listeners who are new to this podcast, we roll to see who's going to guide the conversation and also break ties when and if there's a stillmate. Rolling dice is fun. What's everybody rolling with tonight? 
Well, I've seen Ian's dice, and we're we're sort of uh, we're sort of going with a similar theme here. But mine's I, inferior. I don't know if I saw your guys' choices. <laughs> I really struggled to find a die that related to this movie in Me any too. way, and so I found the 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 whitest die that I had. Okay, why? <laughs> For a gi. Oh, okay. But it's not actually like real white whereas Matt's is pretty perfect spot on for what I wanted you've got kind of a mother of pearl that. look going on instead yeah. of a pure white so I have the opaque ivory uh, and black set from Chessex so it's technically off white not white it looks a little bit aged I used this one previously when we recorded Ferris Bueller's Day Off because it mm-hmm. looked a little bit like the uh, the, the, the white car uh-huh. uh, but mm-hmm. yeah no it has it has the right look it feels like a, a gi that's seen a little bit of sunlight yeah. and, a, and, and black, a black for the belt Although I feel like realistically, it's a it's a white belt with a black stripe because Daniel really has not been training for long enough to have a black belt. <laughs> I mean, just take one on the way in. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. No people notice. So I don't think you went with the the white gi though over there. I Karina. did not think of the white gi. Actually, I have a, I I was organizing some of my dice yesterday in search of some something better than what I have, which I don't have. But I did have an all white one. You could have borrowed oh, it. So I, I knew. stolen from you. Yeah, so you thought me know. I know where it oh, is. No. But oh, well, no, it's fine. Yours is also very nice. Oh well. <laughs> but I have one that is by flower fox and it's so cute and it, um, it's also sort of my caduceus clay uh, dice because it's called arizona dice green tea or sakura and so it has embedded in it little cherry blossoms and then it oh. sort of has a little base of like little green so if you're looking at it from the d20 it very much has vibes of the arizona iced tea can <laughs> but um I, you know it just has a nice nod to it i couldn't find any bonsai dice or anything bonsai related but something sort of japanese you know heritage went with the cherry blossoms and it's a weird call out here, but if you're going to play Daniel LaRusso, there are several options on Etsy that I saw. I don't have a specific store to shout out that have a blue lotus flower on white dice to look like the oh, headband. Oh, like the headband logo? Okay. Yeah. And I was trying to search like bonsai, karate. I wasn't seeing anything interesting. <laughs> I thought I probably could have gotten it in time anyway, but. So there are there are options out there. There are some good Daniel options. We just don't have them on, on hand. <laughs> yeah, what I ended up actually going with was I think it was from the adventure calendar. Uh, so Black Oak Workshop. Uh, and it's got a rabbit on it. Um, oh, yeah, that definitely was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was like there was, there was a snowy theme mm-hmm. one where mm-hmm. there was like rabbits and foxes. Or this is my ploy to uh, make him a herring gun, clearly. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not an Aarakocca with the crane technique. <laughs> well, shall we roll for initiative? Let's do it. You can see pictures of these dice on our Instagram at Hollywood Rolls. That's a total of six for me. Ten for me. Fifteen for me. Ah, uh, Ian takes it. All right, well, let's just go in the usual order and get started with race. All right. All right, so, I mean, you're running this show, so clearly it's going to be a mark of some sort, right? I mean, right? <laughs> um. <laughs> you sound so enthused. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I did. I did my homework. Uh, and <laughs> I'd like to present to the class. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to present. Uh, I, I really just came up with one that I thought worked pretty well. And that is a basic ass human uh, yep. mark of Sentinel. Um, Sentinel uh, warns and protects. It heightens senses and reflexes, allowing an air to respond to threats with uncanny speed. Karate defense only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. In terms of like what it actually gets you, it's plus two in con, plus one in wisdom. Um, gets you Sentinel's intuition, where insight and perception checks get an extra d4. Uh, and you can cast shield once per long rest. Oh, I kind of like that. Um, yeah, that's interesting. The other thing you get is not really something we see, but I feel like would be... Daniel appropriate. Do. Yeah, it feels Daniel appropriate. 
uh, Vigilant Guardian take the place of a creature that is attacked within five feet of you. Uh, I mean, like a bait and switch. Kind you of. kind of see in the beach scene at the beginning. Yeah, that's what I was going to suggest. He kind of interposes himself with mm-hmm. Allie and 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 tries to stop that mm-hmm. from happening. I mean, he mostly he's defending. I guess he's he's changing positions with the stereo. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it works pretty well. I mean, yeah. I, I, I kind of think human does actually work if we don't want to go with some crazy races. But sure. Any other uh, thoughts? So I'm pretty happy with human or variant human. I think mm-hmm. those both actually work pretty well for Daniel LaRusso broadly. Mm-hmm. I, I do think the other kind of obvious choice here, and we've been talking about this a lot, is Halfling because he's just a little guy. No. Oh, see, I was going the other way. I, I was thinking Goblin. <laughs> I was also uh, thinking more Goblin. <laughs> very, very reasonable. I, I like Fury of the Small for him because he's like he's just smaller than all the other people that he's fighting against. I like Nipple Escape for that too. Like, come yeah. here you. Get, get over here. <laughs> you know, I would not be mad about Goblin and I, I do I do like the idea of, uh, of, of people picking on a Goblin and uh, uh, a, a karate master taking him on as an apprentice to, to, to solve the problem. He did come over from New Jersey to all the, the pretty rich blonde people. I'm sure they consider him to be a goblin for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not Allie, but... <laughs> Any others that you had, Karina? I was pretty happy with the uh, either human, variant human, if you want to throw a feed at it, or uh, I think the goblin's kind of funny. <laughs> I did too. I thought you were going to be coming in with an Eric Okra for the, the green technique. But. No, that was just something that I thought was funny to say. <laughs> I don't think Daniel has a flying speed. Do we want to talk a little bit about what feet we might want if we're going to go with variant human? Exactly what I was thinking. I, I feel like it's a little on the nose and is probably going to be useful for for a Daniel build, but we could grab Martial Adept, especially if we're not taking Fighter as a class to pick up some maneuvers. Some maneuvers, sure. Sure. I thought you were talking about Martial Weapons. I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> Your face got really mad for a second. <laughs> that makes more sense. Okay. I could see that working, yeah, but if we want to throw extra feats at it, that might be one we want to pick up, again, if we don't go to Fighter. One that I think kind of also works as far as what he gets just being a human coming over from New Jersey also mm-hmm. might, again, kind of help. He gets beat up a lot. I think actually using durable might be good. <laughs> <laughs> Increases your con by one, and then you can get basically get some uh, basic healing when you roll with your hit dice. You get a minimum number of hit points is twice your con modifier. Minimum of two, so making him a little bit easier to take a hit. We could also go with tough and, and get him just extra hit points to we begin could. with. That too, yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking one that I don't think we've ever used before. Oh. Prodigy, which gets you a skill proficiency of your choice and fluency in a language. We're going to end up with more languages than he clearly knows. And you get expertise in one skill that you have. Which okay. like, well, for, wait, oh, well, just one, a little bit of expertise for, for a class that doesn't have expertise. What, what expertise That's interesting. do you think you'd want to throw at that? Athletics or acrobatics? Athletics or acrobatics, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, he, he's focusing on one thing in these three movies and it's learning karate. True. I think I want that more from class than I do from... Him being a human, so but... I don't necessarily mind if he gets acrobatics as a base level because I do feel like, you know, he gets mocked by Miyagi for it repeatedly. But I think he is coming in with with some good speed and and maneuverability and like His acrobatics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so like it's the athletics he's really like the mm-hmm. the discipline he's lacking in, mm-hmm. but the moving mm-hmm. the trying to move out of the way and and being pretty quick on his feet that seems That's like fair. a natural. And he ability. came in as a soccer player. Yeah. He can bounce that thing on his knee. <laughs> he can. <laughs> Where well, thing is a soccer ball. Times. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like we have a few few ideas for feats, though, at least. Um, yeah, I think there's something I think, there. I mean, Goblin was pretty compelling, I though. Know. I, I, I don't like know. Goblin. A Goblin and a Gi sounds pretty oh, great. Oh, Goblin and a Gi. 
I want to make a Hero Forge mini. I mean, I was a goblin monk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was adorable. It, it, it worked, though, right? Like, it feels it like did. a good build. Oh, yeah. I was a, an extremely fast goblin that could get out of things. Well, I'm not going to well. try too hard to sway you. But if you're if you're feeling like goblin works for if, this, if I'm, I'm not upset with it. it. I mean, I, I'm game. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> First decision. Taylor was a goblin. Okay, well, moving right along, uh, let's get forward to background and then we'll come back and finish up with race. Well, okay, so for for background, I I don't think we're going to go this direction, but it does seem like it's important to mention Far Traveler. He did come across the country from (laughs) New New Jersey. Jersey. (laughs) He did. He did. I think that might have only the only one that I had. All the way from Newark. All right, so Far Traveler's feature here is going to be all eyes on you, your accents, Mm -hmm. mannerisms, figures of speech, and even your appearance mark you as foreign, curious glances directed your way wherever you go. I mean, I guess he's not blonde like everybody else seems to be, but Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, like, other than getting attention uh, because he's clearly near Alley, which is unacceptable, (laughs) uh, I don't feel like anyone's giving him that much extra attention, so I feel like that's a bit of a stretch for Daniel LaRusso. And the kid that he, what's his name, Freddie at the apartments, he makes he pretty does. quick friends and he wants yeah. until he gets beat up. And then I guess he, they abandon his, the friendship <laughs> I, pretty quickly. I think his friendship is maybe better explained with a different background. But I, let's mm. finish talking about Far Traveler here. We also would get insight and perception. Those are not bad skills for him to mm-hmm. have. But I don't mm-hmm. know that like insight is chief among the skills we need for this character. Fair yeah. Enough. So I actually have one I wanted to talk about that I know we haven't used before because it's new content. Oh, there is a background from the book of many things that I think actually could be good. Uh, Rewarded. You were living a difficult life before your destiny suddenly changed through a miraculous turn of good fortune, which I thought like meeting Miyagi and having him teach him karate could work, especially because what it gives you is a skill or you can take the skilled feat. You say meeting Mr. Miyagi, but I think we have to be really clear. The specific moment is when he sees Spider-Man and and wonders where he got to precisely. Uh, because meeting Miyagi in the first place does not seem to do much for him. It's, it's true. It's only, it's only when he's getting faucet. beating up. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a fixed faucet later, later. <laughs> and a bike. Fixed bike. That too, yes. Reading forward, your choice of feet reflects the, the transformation that changed your life. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. He does get, yeah, okay. I, I see where you might be going with that. <laughs> okay, but they do use an example in here, like you met a genie. Is that, are you that's equating one, Mr. Miyagi th- with That a is genie? one option. There are multiple options. Okay, okay. Perhaps a benevolent deity gave you precisely what you want. Uh, you may have stumbled across the deck of many things and drawn a card. It's meant to be like you came into some sort of boon. Sure, sure. And I mean, if this is the boon that explains what class you have, then I think that's a that's a pretty solid mm-hmm. backgroundy option. Yeah. But Karina. But here's why it's haunted one. <laughs> Daniel's father died when he was just eight years old after a two year battle with stomach cancer. And he never truly found another father figure in his life until he stumbles into apartment handyman's workshop. And then he looks him in the eyes, always look eye. And in that moment, he wants to help him and treats him like the son that he lost in childbirth. It's haunted one. <laughs> You can choose two from the following, Arcana, Investigation, Religion, or Survival. Uh, he's definitely surviving. He's surviving, yeah. All right, that that's an argument, I suppose. I, and I guess Arcana could be the, the mysterious ways of the, the bonsai tree trimming. Yes, he, he picks that up right away. He does, he does. Okay, I. <laughs> I that's an interesting option. I think, I think, 
I, Miyagi is clearly the best connection that he really has in that movie. And like, and he is very interested in looking in the eyes. So there, there is something there. You're not, there's, you're there's, not wrong. There's some, there's some through ways there. Yes. All, all those Cobra I'm Kai's really it. wanted to help him as soon as they looked him Allie in the does. eyes. Allie does. Okay. Allie, Allie does. does. Let's, let's ask the question then. I, I, I said there was something better than Far Traveler uh, in terms of background feature. And actually, all three of these are functionally going to be very similar. <laughs> the other one I want to bring up is Folk Hero. Because I do hmm. feel like... Allie's really early relationship with him and in the apartment complex, the quick friend making and on the beach, it does seem like he gets along with a lot of people. It's just the villains who are a problem for him because Cobra Kai, clearly the villains. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bad teacher, bad teacher. Very fair. <laughs> and, you know, while I really like rustic hospitality doesn't necessarily feel wrong to me because like he gets invited to this party just off, uh, the, bat. off the bat, like things go pretty well for him. And like Allie's totally willing to go on dates with him and give him the benefit of the doubt and sort of defending him with her parents. So there's a lot of good stuff going on there, too. But animal handling is not really the yeah. right skill proficiency. Survival, again, I think I can make a strong argument Survival, for. Survival, sure. <laughs> uh, or at least an argument for. We, we do get vehicles land proficiency, and he does have a permit, but that happens during the movie. So, I mean, I maybe like background. A, even if we want that, I like, a better, is, yeah. I like a better background for that, though. Okay, but, what's your other background? Well, I think this one actually also gets us what we want. He's pretty good with that soccer ball, as we've noted. I think we can come in with an athlete background. Ah, mm-hmm. we get, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get proficiencies with acrobatics and athletics. We also get vehicle van proficiency. And you can have, uh, like, some of your equipment that you get. You get a little lucky charm or a past trophy. Maybe that could be the headband or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was thinking at first, you know, he's coming in because he has done a couple months of karate at the Y. But I don't think, actually, he's better skilled at the, the soccer. It's true. He, he, is, he is clearly, I mean... And it seems like he would have ended up on the soccer team if it were not for yeah, the immediate Johnny altercations. Wasn't, yeah, yeah, trying to mm-hmm. sabotage him. Yeah. And I know that it's not stated in the movie that that's how he's making all of his friends, is that he's so great at soccer. But he seems pretty good at, you know, pretty good at soccer. And it is how he ma- pretty, initially made friends. And then they're all having friends. Yeah, his friends are playing soccer on the beach. Yeah. And I do feel like at this point, if you're playing Daniel in a campaign, there's a decent chance you're going to watch Cobra Kai first. And I feel like Echoes of Victory maybe works a little better in that circumstance. Certainly if you're coming in as yeah, a Cobra Kai Daniel and not Karate Kid number one Daniel, it works yeah. a little bit better. But, I, you know, we can kind of shoehorn in a little bit of, you know, background that helps us. Yeah, I guess Echoes of Victory is starting with the end of movie one in movie two and movie three. We just got to we just got to keep on having those and the Echoes of, of Victory Kai. and the beginning of Cobra Kai. It's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's apparently another movie coming out with both Jackie Chan and... and oh, yeah. They have like an open casting right Machio? now for the... Yes, Ref Machia and Jackie Chan. Open casting right now for their karate child. I, we So we didn't talk at all about the, the new Karate Kid movie. I do just want to say I really... It's so much easier to believe Jackie Chan kicking... Having all of those kids kick each other's ass than it is <laughs> uh, for Pat. I love him. But I like, man, does Jackie Chan do a good job really selling that? He does. Also, Pat... It, it kind of saddened me, Karina, when we were watching the movie. Like she asked, uh, how old is Pat Morita when he was playing this role? He's only like 52? 50, 51, I think, at the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, that's, a, that's a hard 50. I mean, he's good looking as an old man, but he does not look 50. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I, I kind of like athlete. It's, it's, it's pretty... I, it's on the nose, but I think in a good way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you would expect to see. And we're going to get acrobatics and athletics and vehicles land. All of the proficiencies are spot want. on. It does. 
Okay, well, easy decision. What do we think about class? I mean, I feel like there's a big obvious one. Warlock. <laughs> As usual, the obvious one here is Warlock. Okay, so, I mean, he's got a patron. That is that is abundantly clear. Mr. Miyagi. And Mr. Miyagi... Okay, so a Celestial kind of works for this. You mm-hmm. get you get actually a, a pretty decent set of I mean, healing and defensive sorts of spells. That doesn't necessarily feel too bad, but alternately... We, we did describe describe how rough Mr. Miyagi looks, and we also know that he was in World War II in in a uh, we see the 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 Medal of Valor. So I mean, Medal of, Medal Honor. of Honor. Medal of Honor. It says Valor on it. It does. Sorry, confusing. I, I remembered both facts. Anyway, um, <laughs> but but maybe maybe Mr. Miyagi didn't ever actually return <laughs> no. from battle, oh, and no. it's the undying. <laughs> So uh, undying rather than undead, because we don't want to give Ralph Macchio a form of dread. Oh, God. Because I don't I don't think he can really pull that off. <laughs> Is if it he, just like if his he, beat up face? <laughs> if, if, face? <laughs> I mean, if he could pull off form of dread, I don't think the crane maneuver would have been required at the end there. So <laughs> it seems it seems unreasonable to go that direction. The, the uh, Of course, the real problem that I'm going to have to come up with is we, we're going to have to choose a pact in addition to a patron. Yeah. And as soon as we're choosing packs, it's like, OK, well. Pack to the blade. No, we no. never see him with a weapon. Pack to the chain. Yeah, there's no good familiar there. That leaves us packed to the tome, but we already know learn karate from book. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> so Not a really good book. No. I think the conclusion that I've come to is, uh, you know, we've complained about races being missing from D and D. I really think it's well past time that we added some more pacts to Warlock. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we got all the different patrons and the different patrons are great. But I, I just I need something more for pacts. So, yeah. So, so I Warlock, think, I think, fails in that count. <laughs> So the other obvious one, of course, is monk. Monk, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have any subclass other than the 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 one that the name is just spot on for? Or? Open hand. Open, Open hand. hand. I know it, it's means pretty spot hand. on. I, I had two two others. Okay. One because uh, Miyagi seems to have healing powers, and so you could go way of mercy because they have a hand of healing. Mm-hmm. But is way of mercy like when you hurt somebody else, you're healing up? Or am I thinking of a different one? I think that is the one of the later things you get. Maybe I think that might have been the hand of harm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just I'm trying to that. think of uh, Zakoyama's uh, Cotton Candy Man. <laughs> he played him a monk. But <laughs> I, I was just trying to incorporate some of the like healing things that Miyagi does, but. Open hand feels much more on on the nose. Open hand gets some self healing things at yeah. level six. That's true. So there's, true. there's still a little bit of healing that's present there, but not not in the right way in that fashion. So the only other one I was going to bring up is not really a usable one, or at least I didn't look I didn't look for homebrew content uh, yeah. on D and D Beyond, but I did find I come across someone who had made a way of the Karate Kid, which Aww. is really cute. It has like a Paint the fence, wax on, wax off. These are all like abilities that you have. That's yeah, cute. no, I think I think it's it's a very homebrewable <laughs> class based on there's 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 a very readily identifiable uh, uh, phrases in the movie mm-hmm. for techniques. Specifically. And then, yeah, then the drum technique. And there's yeah. that. At, so you don't. I think here's the only problem I thought with this. You don't get crane kick until level seventeen. Well, of course broken. not. It's 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 clearly the capstone ability. Uh, I know, but like, I mean, you should be able to try it at any level. It try should just have it, yes. a significant chance of failure. The DC should yeah be ever higher. I also like they they put in a bonsai meditation as a like bonus to when you do a short rest. Ah, yes, you get bonus hit dice. Very added. cool. That makes more sense. Yeah, you've taken your time to calm your mind, mm-hmm. and now you've got yeah. I like that. It's cute. It's well well constructed. 
But since we don't have access to that homebrew on D&D Beyond in the right way, <laughs> it's way of the open hand. I, I think it's clear. It's a short discussion, but I, I feel like this one, it does write itself. It does. However, okay. I do want to bring up one other thing. All right. He is a self-described hothead. Barbarian? Just one level. Just one level. Just some rage. Yeah. It doesn't really mechanically get us very much. It gets you rage. Yeah, be, but yeah. Well, okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, to the point that you were talking about, like giving him tough. Yeah, it can reduce some of the damage when he's. That's true. Like, yeah, that's that's an interesting thought. And I, I, you know, can always reskin the rage into like it's the stillness of mind, and he's focusing in. It's the quiet rage. I, mm-hmm. I assume mm-hmm. he's a self-described hothead in Cobra Kai at some point because I don't recall that from the three movies that I watched. He is. I mean, we, <laughs> it, 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 it is in season one of, of it. It was one of the episodes that I rewatched. But he definitely does that in the first movie. It was he, in frustration. Yeah, no, it, it comes up quite he frequently. Throws a spike yeah. in the trash. He, but does. he actually called himself a, a hothead. <laughs> No, I don't think it's it's a required thing, but I think it's something you can consider if you wanted to have a little bit of an edge on the character. And I was thinking it might be a little bit more useful than it is because it's like unarmored defense, but you already get that with the monk. So there's not a whole besides the rage and not really getting this much more, but I'm not mad about it. You know what? Let's make a decision about that offline while we're doing ability scores. And when we come back, we'll find out if we added a level of barbarian. Fair enough. We finished discussion offline, and as far as ability scores, Daniel is highest in dexterity, with constitution and strength next, and we dumped intelligence since he skipped out on college. So to summarize, Daniel is a goblin with the athlete background. He has a level in barbarian and three levels in monk way of the open fist. So how playable is he? All right, so we we decided to keep barbarian here. <laughs> I I Ian was not trying too hard to sell it, but I really think that it it helps with uh, his survivability in that final fight in the first movie, which is clearly the most important thing. And it gets us some of the aspects of like a tough uh, feat that yeah. Karina was talking about before, mm-hmm. too, that you take less damage when you're getting hit. Yeah, without having to throw a feat at it. The other thing that really strongly sold me is a thing that I it definitely comes up in Rage, but not so often, which is the advantage on strength checks, because if he's going to be going in for grapples and things, mm-hmm. it's that's going to come in handy. Uh, we really wanted him to have that athletics proficiency, and this really takes that to the next level. I mean, I I like the idea of a goblin monk, and I <laughs> think so Ian cute. clearly does too. So <laughs> I want to see if I can make a little hero forge mini that can get in the crane kickstands. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, now I'm going to do that because <laughs> I have a goblin monk that we are going to be coming back to at some point. And yes, very true. Let's collab and make this happen. You gotta, yes. you gotta, you gotta make sure you paint the little, the little. I guess it would be like a teacup on your back instead of a bonsai. But I mean, oh, I, I, I think yeah. we need to make a deal here. <laughs> I will do that. If you will give me wax on, wax off as an ability. Oh, dear. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's talk about that with all DMs at the table, and we'll see what we can work out. Aren't you way of drunken master? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love this monk goblin. I really, I, I, think, I think it works in D&D. I think it would be fun. I think you could, and we haven't really brought this up yet, but manage to use Daniel lines from the movie enough 100%. or Miyagi lines from the movie enough for sure to really make it feel like you are Daniel in this game. You if if you are going for a one shot, then you can sort of lean into that heavily and it will be very clear what your inspiration is and like what your whole vibe is. I mm-hmm. think that will work pretty well. If you're going for a longer game, I think you can probably stretch that out in a clever way where it's not obvious, mm-hmm. um, but eventually other people figure it out and that could be really fun. 
so I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of material to work with here for that. There's a lot. Three movies of it. <laughs> and I wasn't initially feeling like we were being kind of a little snarky with the goblin choice, but I actually kind of think it might inform your play a little bit too. Like what is like a, a kind of annoyed teenager that just really hates his mom, but a little goblin. A yeah. little goblin. <laughs> yeah, we've already talked about toddlers being goblins. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just a slightly <laughs> larger one. <laughs> really different levels of yeah, age. Kids just are little goblins. <laughs> and I think this further leans into the, I mean, Daniel was an underdog here, but also clearly not just the good guy. And I feel like the mm -hmm. goblin nature of that kind of kind of helps resolve things like he can be good ish, mm -hmm. but then have some nature that he's struggling with mm -hmm. in the background as well. With his rage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with his rage as well, Raging obviously. Goblin. <laughs> Raging Goblin. <laughs> oh, I need to take an L level in rage. In barbarian. <laughs> Wait, no, what you said is what you meant. You just want the rage. That's all you're interested I need to in. Take a level of rage, 100%. please. 100%. <laughs> want to play Daniel Son? You can find the character sheet at HollywoodRolls.com. Please leave us a rating on whatever podcatcher you use. Enter the All Valley Karate Championship under the new Hollywood Rolls Dojo and win us some free advertising. The best place to find us is HollywoodRolls.com. Email us suggestions for movies or characters at thebestaround at HollywoodRolls.com. We're at HollywoodRolls on Instagram and Patreon at Patreon.com slash HollywoodRolls. We are not sponsored by D&D Beyond, Wizards of the Coast, Kirkland Brand Spirits and Wines, Discord, Chessex, Black Oak Workshop, iFlower Fox, Columbia Pictures, Netflix, Mongoose Bicycles, Coca-Cola, Sears SR2100 Boombox, Mr. Miyagi's Little Trees, The Reseda Cobra Kai Dojo, The All Valley Karate Championship, The Orient Express Restaurant, Golf and Stuff, Ford, Sinclair Paints, The Encino Oaks Country Club, Nike, Coors Banquet, or South Seas Reseda Apartments. Thanks for listening.